Hello, everyone. Talk about things here. Welcome to the fourth episode of your Eurovision analysis podcast with me, Panos, Matt, and Yanis. So, fewer songs have been released in the week that's gone by since our last episode compared to other weeks, but nevertheless, not less important ones. Actually, the opposite, I would say. Okay, then, let's take it away. Okay, so first country, and again, it's a big one and very, very fresh, Croatia. And this one, I think I'm going to pass it on to you, Yanis, because I think you have a nice story about this one, don't you? Yeah, actually, there is a story behind it. I think it was, no, I don't think it it was definitely the 15th of December when the list with the artist went out. And I saw that the first... uh, among the candidates that were not selected, there was the name of Baby Lasagna and Dream Team Tagidim. So I sent you guys a message saying that uh, someone should withdraw and this guy should be in the lineup. And guess what? After two weeks, Zaza actually withdrawn and we, are, we were able to actually see Baby Lasagna on stage. Imagine the own goal that Croatia would have scored to themselves if Baby Lasagna was just a substitute. And actually, and actually, it's even more impressing. What's more impressing about your story is that back then, on that day when you made this comment, we only had the song titles and the name of the artist. We didn't even know the song. So your comment was like, oh, <laughs> this song title sounds yeah. weird and the artist name sounds weird. I, I want to hear this. So I hope yeah. it goes through. I might be the first Amazing. person actually that, that called him uh, <laughs> a winner in Dora. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, Dora was last night. We, we all watched it. Uh, what do you think? So, I think it was a very, very weak national final. I think it was one of the bottom three this year. So, apart from uh, Baby Lasagna that stood out, uh, there was nothing there for the European public or for the European jurors, to be correct. So, okay, we had the three that they had a much inferior entry than last year. And I think everything else is not worth mentioning. So it's not a surprise, uh, the scoreboard that we saw in the end with uh, Baby Lasagna smashing the televote, getting, I think, 53% of the televote among yep. 16 uh, entries. And then he even won the juries. And in the juries, we had four international ones. If I remember correct, he got a 12 from Iceland, and then he got a 10, a 4, and a 0. So there is some room for concern there. What are your thoughts, Matt, with this one? Um, So we've got a contender here. Um, The market's gone a bit crazy this morning. We're recording on a Monday morning, and it's it's just gone down about sevens on the market. Um, So I think we all agree it's a top five 
um, contender. I think it's a televote, potential televote winner. Um, so the question mark is going to be on juries and how they see this. Now, I'm of the opinion that this song is more credible um, than Karai last year, Cha Cha Cha, um, which is it's obviously going to get compared to. So I think it's got more jury potential. Um, Televote, I think, will probably be a bit less because I, I don't know if you can catch lightning twice. I'm not sure if it can do exactly what Cha 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 did, but it can obviously go huge on the night. Um, and the other big question is the staging, because the staging last night was a lot better than Friday and it's going to improve. But there are there are definite definite issues with the current staging. Um, too many too many um, look backs at the Cha 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 last year. The sleeves should go. The green lighting for me should go. Anything that obviously references last year, I think is a negative because it can stand on its own merits without that. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. But Panos, what about you, mate? Yeah, firstly, um, I I agree it was a relatively weak national final. I mean, I don't think it was as weak as Yanis thinks, but uh, I mean, it was decent for a festival, but I guess in terms of contending or getting a good result, it was just uh, Baby Lasagna and Let Three. Uh, yeah, but mostly in agreement. Uh, the, it's a strong song. I, I agree that in audio form and in, 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 if we compare genres and types of songs, like in theory and on paper, this is actually more, of, more jury friendly as a song and as a genre than Finland last year. Uh, so, so there's that. But of course, as we said on the other side, that the Finnish one was more, you know, bombastic fun. This is fun as well, obviously, but it's in a more dark, rocky way as well. So perhaps uh, Korea was yeah more televote friendly, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, this will go down uh, being in the televote as well. So yeah, it all depends on, um, it depends more on the juries than the televote because more or less we know the televote will be there. So juries, yeah, the presentation, it improved a lot. I mean, the fact that they have a concept is good. Uh, it, it, it shows that, uh, and also the, the video clip had a concept, you know, it, it, it shows they're moving in the right direction of actually building something with this. It improved a lot from the semi-final to the final, both in terms of the presentation and his vocal and everything. And we shouldn't forget that he's a total novice <laughs> who like a month ago or whatever, didn't even know was in the national final. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it depends on what they do. They have to keep a presentation that has a USP and a personality, but I do agree they have to tone it a bit down, not necessarily tone it down, but you know, make it more credible and less trashy in parts because I know there's story behind everything they did there uh, combining all Croatian old with Croatian new but again it's that same conversation we come down to every time that if some things might not be trashy but they might be perceived as trashy for, th for those who are not in the know and for those who only have three minutes to judge it so it would be a good idea to forcibly make it and present it a bit more credibly um, for the juries, but don't go Austria 2023 to, to Austria 2023 levels of making it like an MTV uh, you know, presentation that sleek, because then you will lose out on the, on the public vote. But yeah, overall, I'm liking everything about this strong song. Um, he's very charismatic, good looking. 
um, Croatia really has the ingredients and the diamond in the rough, let's say, to do really, really well. Yeah, I agree with what you said. So the thing is that uh, he, we will see him actually growing in the next two months because I think, as you said, he's a novice, he's an amateur. So it was the first time that he performed on a big stage. So I think he's learning as well. And the good thing is that uh, they do have a concept. It might be a flawed one for the moment, but uh, there is something there. So they do have the time to work with it, make a few changes maybe, not something, uh, let's say, totally radical, because like you said, they will uh, end up being uh, Austria 23 or something like that. But also if he... If he continues doing what he's doing, which he's, he's, he's charismatic and he has that, uh, let's say, aura with him. So I think that he might uh, find a way to appeal on judges and jurors uh, without um, changing, without losing his identity, identity, basically. So, and the other thing is that I don't know what the budget was for the Dora final and semi final, but I do think that. Some things on the stage that they might seem messy on camera, they might have been uh, perfect if the shots were more, let's say, accurate. So there were things that if you had a different uh, camera angle, they would definitely look nice on TV. So I'm not that scared with, let's say, a Swedish production behind it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even uh, I, I also had this thought about the camera angles and even between the semi-final and the final, some of them were better and he was also catching the cameras better and uh, it, it was already so much better in terms of connection and flow. So yeah, exactly. I mean, even some ideas which now seem to be uh, performed uh, badly, they will look fine when, uh, when SVT um, stages them. Yeah, we, I think we should agree that he's a contender. He might win, he might finish sixth, but yep. we shouldn't, uh, let's say, uh, take anything for granted for the moment. Yeah, exactly. Especially in an open year, which this one seems to be becoming. You know, we don't have Elorin, you know, uh, uh, breaking the legs of the market and, uh, you know, go going all the way with juries. We don't have... Uh, Ukraine in the way that we had it in 2022, hopefully. So it's, it's becoming an open year. So in such an open year, definitely everything that we can imagine being in the top five, we can we have to consider. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. A fair point. that's a fair point. You guys both said he was um, charismatic. So I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Do you think he has enough personality himself like um, Kariya last year? I mean, it, uh, for me, he's not quite as strong... Um, as a as a presence on stage, I think he's learning. I think uh, he's on a journey. So I think he we might see something completely different in two months' time after all the pre parties and everything, and after all the publicity. And if he has someone with him to mentor him or show him the way, I think we he's a, he's he looks like a nice guy. So I have seen some of his interviews. So he we could yeah even that the persona that he might grow on stage might be something spectacular yeah but i think he's on the he's on a journey as well so we will learn in two months time more or less yeah and, and uh, you both made make fair points i i, I totally get the comment uh, by matt uh, yeah career was like uh, very obviously you know a, a charisma machine uh, but also what um yannis is saying that 
this is a, a, a work in progress, so we will see how his charisma evolves. But also it, also, it also depends on the type of charisma, you know. Carilla had this cartoon almost kind of charisma, like a cartoon character, like a, a meme, you know. Uh, yeah. And that suited his song a lot. We, we wouldn't really want, if we're going to compare charismas, you know, it's a bit like comparing uh, two dishes. They might be similar, but it's also different. It's, it, it, it's hard to, unless somebody's, a lot more charismatic than the other one. It's hard to kind of compare like to like, but but, but even if we do a bit, they have different personalities. I mean, the, the um, this guy, Marco, is like a sweet introvert, actually. He admitted it and he conceded. Introvert cat person, you, you you know, that you saw his VT before his performance. It was basically him in a cat shelter feeding the cats. So his charisma and when it evolves, it's gonna go in a bit of a different direction to Korea. It's gonna be this sweet introvert guy who transforms on stage into this uh, rock person. You know what I mean? So it it is and it isn't comparable. As he grows, I think it will go in a in a different direction, and it will be enough in its own uh, way. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think he needs to find his own voice. And as you say, he doesn't have to be a, a, a second-rate career. He can just be himself. And that would mean change, you know, as you say, in the next two months, he's got plenty of time to work uh, on the show. Yeah, exactly. Because now every day he has, and he has many of them, is a, is a day to improve for an even better result. But, I mean, he's starting from a good point. Even if he everything stays as it is now, it could still easily be a top five, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, which is other way it's going to be the best result for Croatia since they joined the competition as a, as a nation, right? I think it was fourth in 1999. Yeah, they were fourth in 1999 and 96. 96, yeah, Maya done as well. So, yeah, so they are he heading probably for the best result ever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a shame I mean, they haven't got the ex Yugoslavia block. They haven't got the um all of them with them this this year time round. Yeah, that's a shame. Exactly. Imagine the the public vote, uh, you know, sn uh, um, uh, snowballing that would happen if this was uh, a year with everybody in. Mm. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Are you still playing the game? Okay, so next one, one of the releases from last week, we have uh, Belgium. Belgium is out. We have seen it go down in the markets. Well, let me start this off by saying that, um, yeah, it's a decent song. It's one of those songs that for me, you know, ha have the obvious quality in terms of its songwriting, its uh, production, its perform the performance of the artist. Uh, but underneath, it's not that it's, so strong you know it's decent without setting anything on fire um, it's um, it's more for the juries for sure I mean this is more or less like a, a 101 you know tick off list of how to uh, 
uh, appeal to, to to juries that they've become <laughs> so formal like lately in most of their options. So this is definitely more for the juries, uh, which who should reward given their performance will be decent, which, which I expect it to be. Televote now, mm, less so. Uh, I mean, you know, the first two minutes, you can hear them 20 times and you will remember very little. That That's where we are. The last minute is very decent, almost like a different song and clearly um, created uh, in mind for a live show. Uh, but still, uh, it's, uh, it's not such a great song underneath uh, all of this. So it def it's definitely more for the, the, the juries. It, it reminds me of those songs like, uh, you know, Amanda Telford from Greece 2022 or that, that kind of thing that gets a, a fifth with, with the jury and just outside uh, with the televote, like, like, like a televote similar to Belgium from last year, for example. And then it end, uh, ends up in, um, you know, in the lower, in the lower top 10. I could, I could totally see this uh, lower top 10. I think that's where it, it's natural, you know, uh, re residency is, uh, I feel. Uh, what do you guys think? My thoughts on this one is, yeah, to agree with you, Panos, is that this is a slow burner. It takes a while to launch. So the first two minutes, it's like uh, going and going and going. And my concern is how many viewers will mentally check out before it gets to the last minute, which is actually impressive. And that's my thought that, uh, okay, it is a nice, a nice entry, but like you said, I think that it's Eurovision by numbers. So it's like add 5% sentiment here, 3% uh, uh, amazing uh, vocals there and to create something as just for the jury. So my concern is that, okay, I don't think, I think he will struggle in the semifinal. I don't think that there is an issue qualifying. But uh, how can an entry that is finishing eighth or ninth or even seventh in a, in a semifinal could uh, become a contender on in the night of the final? So yeah, I do think that its natural habitat is around mid-table to maybe eighth. I think that's the best case scenario if the juries do appreciate that and if he gets a decent score with there. I wouldn't be surprised if his televote is, let's say, below 30 points, like uh, Bulgaria in 2021, to be honest. 2022, uh, yeah, 2021, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I got that. Uh... That's, yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy, actually. It is a good mm -hmm. analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you guys have, yeah, you basically I don't need to say much. You guys have, have nailed it. Yanis said about it, there's 10% of... of jury love here and there's there's something there and there's all these little elements and to me it feels really um contrived it's like music by a focus group music by committee mm. they've, they've written a jury song and they've put in like you know these these impressive bits that sound good and and they say it's clever songwriting so they've got that pre-chorus you've got the refrain you've got the backing choir you've got um you've got that anthemic last minute and that's the best part but as you say the first two minutes there is a danger you are going to check out like yana said mentally check out um because I, I, it, there's no surprises at all. It's just really, um, it's just nice, but it's it's not, um, it doesn't move you in any way. That's, I suppose, my biggest problem with it. Yeah, yeah I fully agree. And the melody is not, it's just not interesting and catchy enough in the first two minutes, which is the main bulk of the song. 
Yeah. And I think, and yeah. I think comparisons, I mean, I can understand because of the structure, why compar comparisons are being made with uh, the 2014 uh, Armenian entry, uh, you're not alone. So I, yeah. on one side, I understand the comparison, but on the other side, I find it uh, incredibly unfortunate because that song was an amazing song. Like the first time I heard that song in a dodgy, you know, demo recording, I remember. Uh, and I, 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 I already knew that it was like great. So yeah. it's just the structure and the slow build, let's say that's compa comparable, but you know, the rest is really not. That RMMP3 song was so much more exciting, wasn't it? It had like um, real, it had that sort of drum and bass sort of uh, background. It was, the production was more exciting and it just felt way more, um, I don't know, vivid. This doesn't do that for you, does it? It just feels way more um, controlled and just, yeah, as I say, contrived a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's exactly that. Those are great words that you're using. It's basically contrived and insipid versus the other one, the comparison that we're making now, RMP3, which was, as you say, exciting and uplifting. And also, you know, the, the melody was there, it was very melodic, and the melody was really getting to you and touching you. Mm. Yeah, I do think Aram's problem at the moment was that he didn't have any backing vocals and uh, the pre-recorded ones were not allowed back then. So if he had something like that back then, he he might have been a winner. So, but either way, he was in the con he was basically the big favorite for the contest started back in 2014. So I don't think we are in the same place with uh, Belgium. I don't think he should be considered as a contender, maybe a top 10. He's a top 10 contender. I wouldn't even touch top five, to be honest, for the moment. No, no way. I think, we need, I think we need to see something, let's say, I don't know, vocal impressive to say that, okay, this is strong enough to touch the viewers as well and get a televote score, but I'm not very optimistic about that one. Let's see then for this for, for me as things are now for this to get a top five it would have to do something like like Cesar Samson Austria 2018 which was like something that we expected that could hit top 10 but nobody really expected top five and the only way that he managed to get top five is because it was a you know it was a year where it wasn't there wasn't so much for the jury let's say and he managed to win the juries and only that propelled him into top five I think his public vote was 14th or something so he, yeah it was like 80 points something like that 80 90 points he, he would need something of that level and I don't think this is the year for I mean, we're we are still missing, uh, you know, a third or uh, or more of the songs, and I can already see a much stronger jury competition for Musti than Cesar back then. So I think the only way he could randomly and undeservedly enter in the top five would be that. But I I, I can't see that happening. I mean, his range safely feels, as you said, somewhere between eighth and twelfth, and it depends on uh, how much fire. He touches with the juries and of course also on the presentation because there are signs in the video clip of the potential for this to go maybe a bit too extravagant and flamboyant so that that could also affect the jury versus public vote uh, ratio yeah i was going to say yeah, that if himself is um I don't know if there's a great fit there with him and and his song. I don't. They don't feel like they're natural bedfellows. What about you, Yanis? Yeah, I think that I, if there was a stronger lineup in the first half of the first semi of the second semi final, I would uh, be tempted to 
consider him a non-qualifier, to be honest. So I'm not uh, I'm not sold on his uh, charisma. Uh, I'm very 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 dubious. So of course I'm not writing him off for the moment, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not convinced. Yep, one to wait and see then, because uh, we uh, you know there was no national final. We don't know how it's going to be staged. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so next one is San Marino. Well, I don't even know what to say about this one. I mean, one thing I'm going to say is that uh, I obviously found uh, Megara's uh, entry from Benidorm last year much, much stronger. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they have Italy voting their semifinal and whatnot, but they're in a difficult position. J just even looking at the part they're in, the second part of the second semifinal, um, and the eight countries there, I mean, they're literally eighth out of eight in terms of chances and quality just there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not very optimistic and I, I don't really like this, to be honest. I don't have much to say. How about you? <laughs> um, they've got Spain uh, voting, haven't they? They've got Italy. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's not going to qualify. I think we, we all will agree on that. It's way better than last year's effort, to be positive. It's way better than Peak Jack's. Um, they've got a concept which I think can be polished more and be even stronger. Um, they've got a nice little break of flamenco guitars around two minutes, which I actually think is quite a nice little call to arms for, for the Spanish voters. So there's things there. There are bits there that make it better than disastrous. But um, yeah, it, for them as a as, you know, micro nation, I don't see how they qualify, unfortunately. Oh, they have Spain as well. I forgot to mention that. Exactly. I was ready to mention that one, that I think the only way that they have chosen Megara instead of Loredana Berté is maybe that they have gambled for that 12 televoid points coming from Spain in a song that is uh, sung in Spanish. And yeah, so they, I think that they calculated that, okay, we might have 20, 24 points from these two. And then maybe... We some scraps here and there we might have a chance i'm not saying qualifying that maybe we can fight for qualifying uh let's say tanks or something like that uh i don't like the entry but okay who am i to judge them uh the thing is that uh i could see them getting some one and two televote points here and there they also have malta so i don't know if they can get something from them as well but apart from that i think 
what San Marino is doing, I think we should admire for what they are organizing every year. I know that the level is not that high, but imagine that this is a small town of 30,000 people and they managed to create all this show. On the other hand, they are playing it uh, every year. They are gambling with some an artist coming from San Remo or a big Italian name. And I think that what they have done this year with Loredana Berté inviting the, her to their national final and then uh, simply not giving her the ticket might cost them in the future with the invites for other San Remo uh, uh, artists. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's that a... they... Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, on one hand, because you know there's auditions and stuff, but then they invite some artists directly. On one on on one hand, yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't mean that if you get an invitation, you're gonna win because then it it cancels out the rest of the procedure. But yeah, when it's a big name like like that who has just been in the San Remo Festival with that same song, yeah, it's it's dodgy. <laughs> And actually, yeah, now that you said it, now that you said mm-hmm. it, the other, the other point about the points, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could feasibly see it getting a couple of points here and there from others, but we could also be looking at a scenario where uh, a, a song has two sets of twelve points in a semi-final and nothing else. Yeah, it is. It is a possibility. It is a possibility. I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. It could definitely happen. But I think that uh, in that in it's San Marino last year they received zero points. They do have only three qualifications, and to be honest, even that is a miracle for them. So I don't think that they are investing just to qualify, but I think they just want to have a decent result or something like that. Definitely, with Loredana would have been better, but I don't know. I don't know what happened there with the juries. Also, I might be the only one who much prefers the entry last year from them. I mean, I mean, not that was great, but... Definitely don't agree though, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, at, least, at least this one's got um, a reason to exist. You know, people who like this sort of genre are going to vote for this. I think it can pick up the odd point. And as you say, if it can get 12 out of Spain and Italy, it's not, it's not impossible. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. Um, and conceptually, they've got some nice ideas there. Maybe they need to... To sort of um, streamline them a little bit, but there's something there's something to work with. Yeah. The other exactly, point, yeah. there's, no, um, there's no melody, is there? There's no. I wish it was a stronger song. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't remember anything. Uh, it's even even while watching it, it's hard to to get a grip of the of the melody. There's no hope. Yeah, maybe better luck this the next year, but I do think it has a chance this year as well. Uh, we will see. I'm not saying it's qualifying, but I, I'm saying that I could see it uh, sneaking in with 40 plus points. We'll see. We'll see. It depends on the rest of the field. But as I said, I'm not sure it can happen, especially given what's around them. But we'll see. Okay, so um, let's revisit uh, a song for which we talked about uh, in our first podcast. Uh, this is France. Uh, the reason being, well, uh, uh, another gem that came out from uh, the Croatian Dora, other than Baby Lasagna, of course, was a new version by France and a performance uh, by Sliman that saw them uh, uh, get some more love in the markets and deservedly so, I think. And what I liked about this is twofold, because he he did two things 
I wanted him to do and two things I mentioned and or thought about during that first podcast. One, they changed the production a bit in the song and made it more uh, modern. The beat is different. They added some strings, uh, some orchestral parts. Um, so it's less dated and more artsy now and more modern. And also they introduced what the song was missing, a, a moment, which is also a visual moment for a festival. So there, and, and, and that went down very, very well. Um, and it's very impressive and it really creates a standout moment and it gives gives this a, a USP. And of, of course, I'm talking about him going a cappella, walking backwards from the microphone and singing a part with the microphone being like three meters in front of him, but still being very, uh, you know, uh, listenable and vibrant in terms of his voice and the echo. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're moving in the right direction. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that version was uh, way better than the original one. And I think that uh, maybe the reason why they selected their entry back in November was to make these necessary changes. And I do like this one way better. And I do think that he actually created the moment that the song was missing from the beginning. And I'm not sure, though, if he can replicate that same scenario in Eurovision with all these fans shouting around. Or so I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying that he it couldn't be made, but I I'm not 100% sure that it could work in the Eurovision stage. But I think they are heading in the right direction, and he might get something from Televote as well because jury wise we knew where he's standing. Other way, Matt, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, not much to add on this one. I think um, the moment was needed. Um, it does it was quite effective. I thought the other day, I don't think his vocal was perfect when he did it, but it was quite effective. Whether it will be that good in Malmo is, is one to question, I think. Um, and I still worry a bit about the televote here because his, his look and his styling is still a little bit, there are just some red flags there for me a little bit with the televote. So I'm still, I'm still seeing a big jury score, but um, a televote that drags it down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're totally right. But all those things didn't change. And also with this, kind of things and this maybe over trying sometimes both in terms of his performance and also in terms of these changes that they're trying to do it depends you know it, it, it's working a fine line I mean it might work it feels like it's working it feels like they're giving the song the festival moment that it needs but it also it might if it crosses the line it might appear like they're over trying and it might appear appear too pompous rather than a sincere feeling let's say so yeah, yeah. it's a, a big as a big as big of a question mark as it's always been i guess i think so yeah i think um well it's one one to watch one to monitor did we want to have a little chat about um melody festival and as well where the state of play currently yep uh, we're still missing one semi-final but uh you know we could have, we could actually already have seen the entire top three, if uh, a couple of acts that come in the last uh, semi-final uh, don't deliver. So yeah, um, what do you guys think? Do you like it? If the fans seem to be, you know, very underwhelmed by it, but which on one side I understand, but on the other side, I mean, Melody Festival has been, you know, plasticky for many years. But all you need is one song plus Sweden can get top fives with these kind of well-produced songs that can get a top four with the jury and an eight to 12 with the 
Hellebore, you know? I just think we've got to the point with Melody Festival Island where it's, it's diminishing returns every year because they never update it. And it, you know, where it felt you know reasonably exciting 10 years ago, the last 10 years have just been like lower and lower quality, just relying on that one or two good songs in the rough. Um, so we're at the point here of what, Heap 4? How many songs are that? 24 songs. And we have maybe two that are, are reasonably good, Jacqueline and uh, Mar Maria Sir. Yeah, I'm struggling. Yep. I'm struggling with it. Everything else. I, I had reasonable high hopes with Dotto. I like her as an artist, but I thought that was quite underwhelming on Saturday. Um, so yeah, we all go on to next week and we hope that yeah, there's something there. But for me, I'm I'm a little bit worried for Sweden. Yeah, I mean yeah, I think again it depends. Sorry, sorry, Janice. I'm just gonna say that it depends and no. it depends under which prism you, you look at it. Under the prism of winning again, yeah. I mean, it's not that they want to anyway. Under the prism of getting top five, I mean, I could see Maria Sur getting a top five. I could even see Jacqueline pulling off a, a, a Robin Bankson. I mean, his song was not such a great song, but it was slick enough to get a third with juries, lower televote, came fifth, you know? I mean, it depends what they want. Yeah, I think what they want is, I think it was made obvious uh, this Saturday when uh, Dan Sosedo won with what I thought a very nice staging, but a very uninspiring song. And then uh, Daughter as well. So the big names, I think they are the ones that they are qualifying year after year because they do want to somehow recycle what they already know. So they had, for example, Scarlet, that the song, I didn't like the song at all, but I did like the presentation and the staging. And I think that they did have the opportunity to try something new. And she ended up fourth in that hit. So I think that uh, they are... The, the whole Melfast thing is like uh, having a product that we know that people will like and vote for it, but they are not, uh, let's say, updating their repertoire. So we are getting the same and the same entries year after year. And this is becoming harder for the public vote in Eurovision, but it's still enough for them to stand out with the juries and get them that decent top five, top six result year after year. So I think that in order to see something new, they need to, someone needs to burst that bubble in, to burst that bubble in Eurovision and then make them rethink and remodel their Melfest. You would think that the bubble would have been burst in 20... Uh, 21 when they missed on the top 10, missed out on the top 10, which for Sweden is shocking. Uh, but uh, yeah, not much has happened. <laughs> I mean, even even the next year, 2022, they were lucky to unearth Cornelia out of nowhere and they came forth because after that, it was a disaster. I mean, the guy who won the televote and came second in the end would have been another non-top tenner for them. Yeah. So we'll see. So we yeah, we will see. But what are your thoughts for Eurovision so far? So we have we know 21, if I'm correct, enters already. I do think that uh, the overall, uh, let's say, quality is better than last year, for sure. Oh, for uh, sure. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, last year for me was very weak. So I'm, I'm already pleased. And, you know, usually in the last... In the last... Um, revelations of internal selections we we get more contenders so we're not even there yet but even as we are now i like it it's strong i think and also 
as mentioned earlier, it feels more open. It feels like we're in the uh, 2021 and pre-2021 years where it, it's more open and we, you know, you won't get a, a Lorene or a Kalush Orchestra kind of favorite crashing the market and making it all over by March, you know? Yeah, for me as well, I think it is one of the strongest years. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's the strongest year since maybe 2021. And we are having some more strong songs as well. So I think it's going to be, yeah, it is open and I'm happy that we do have an open year, like you said before. So we missed that one for a few years now. So I hope that we get even more, even stronger entries, and we are expecting some of them to show up. Yep. So I do think that we do, we're going to have a very, very strong top 10 in the end. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And uh, the next podcast will be exciting. We'll have a lot of revelations by then. Indeed, we will. So that's it from us this week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to spam our comments section on X and keep the conversation going. And we'll see you next week with even more brand new releases. Baby, I can't wait to know.